Brad, it's the late 90s, and I've just moved back to Los Angeles with my wife, and a friend got a job working on a film. Uh, I think it was called Prefontaine. It was the Runner film. Remember the film about, like, the Runner? I don't know if you remember this yeah, film. Yeah, okay, Prefontaine, sure. It, late 90s. It was a perfectly acceptable film, but we got it, yes. We got invited to the, uh, the premiere, which was at the big um, 1920s, 1930s Fox Theater in Westwood, California, which, nice. if you've never heard of it, it doesn't mean anything to you. If you're from Los Angeles and you've been there, it's an amazing theater. It seats, like, a billion people, and it's gigantic. And it's when they used to build theaters that kind of felt like theater houses, Houses, you know, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. it's got like you know macrame on the or not macrame gold gold uh, leaf on the roof. It's things you would never do at like an AMC now, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, <laughs> the film ends, and I you know having having drank my large free coke at a premiere, I'm like, whoa, yeah. I gotta rush to the little gentleman's room, and yeah. I I, <laughs> I don't know how I told the story without sounding like a creep. I'm at the urinal, and I suddenly realized that Leonard Nimoy of Sp Spock fame is standing next to me. And he just beamed right in. Huh? You didn't even notice he was there. <laughs> um, uh, uh, and I, I uh, <laughs> there's, well, first of all, there's nothing you could do in this situation. You can't turn. No. You can't acknowledge. No. You can't. No. You, that is that is the worst possible. Mo I had someone do that to Comic Con at me once. They're like, "Hey, yeah. Dave Kellett. I'm like, "Nope, not here. Not nope. here." Yeah. So. I, I knew, I knew intuitively I couldn't bug him, but Brad, I'm, I'm standing next to Spock. I'm standing next yeah. to Spock, Brad. Oh my God. I mean, I, it, my only question is, did he boldly go? <laughs> where, where, where every man has gone before? Oh my God, we're not gonna go out on a better joke than that, so I'm gonna say hello everybody and welcome to Comic Lab, the show about making comics. And making a living from comics, I'm Brad Geiger, the author of the webcomics handbook and the creator of Evil Inc. And I'm his non-creepy friend, Dave Kellett, <laughs> cartoonist of Drive and Sheldon and co-director of Stripped. And this week's Hour of Comics Advice is made possible by your support at patreon.com slash comiclab. So Dave, Dave! Let's talk comics. Let's talk comics, my friend. We have a huge show this week because it's mainly wow. going to be dominated by social media and the launch of Threads, which as yeah. we are recording this show, uh, Threads has launched, I think, Brad, 28 hours ago, 30 hours ago. That's accurate. That's accurate. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're fresh on the heels of, frankly, the most successful social media app launch of all time. Yes. Um, as of this morning, I think we're around 35, 40 million people. And mm -hmm. we're definitely on target for getting to 100 million probably by the end of the month, I would think. Um, it is moving incredibly fast. And uh, yeah. frankly, I'm as shocked as anyone that I'm kind of okay with it in terms of uh, being a product from Facebook. I, I can't believe I'm saying it. That's what everybody, well, that's what uh, the preponderance of the reaction that I'm seeing in my circles is exactly the same thing. It's like, listen, <laughs> we know that they're mining data to extraordinary lengths, right? And, and, and much like uh, Facebook and Instagram does already. But in terms of all the social media, they are the, these three do the most data mining. Right. You know oh, that yeah. you're giving up tons of personal information to threads when you sign up. But the, 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 the people that I follow are like, yep, I don't care. This is what I was looking for. You know, I, I, I Twitter has been in the death throes for for well over six months at this point. And people have been uh, looking for a replacement. And this 
does exactly what they wanted to do and has the reach already with with what it was what is it 35 40 million uh, uh users already within the first yep. day instantly yep yep this has the reach you know this has uh everything that everybody's looking for and even though and we're going to talk about this in a little bit even though it has limited functionality it does everything that we want it to do and and in fact yeah. a little bit more as we found out on the first day, right? Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah, so I, I'll, I'll jump in on that one, Brad, if you don't mind. Yeah. I uh, I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised to find that image presentation, which for us can be, you know, night and day difference on how we enjoy an app. Yes. Uh, not only do we get ten images, we can do somewhat horizontally oriented images. Yes. They don't have to be. They don't have to be square. They could be vertical. They could yep. be, as far as I can tell. Yeah. There are limits, of course, and and someone at some point will post what the ratios of uh, and the limitations are. I haven't seen it yet. No, I I'm haven't. sure if I fiddled for an hour, I could figure out what the limitations are. But, um, but that being said, having ten tiles especially for a, a half page comic like brad as he presents them mm -hmm. is so much more pleasant than having to double up panels into one image so that you can squeeze them into the four of twitter yeah. and not only that but if you're posting multiples the you see the first one and then you see a little piece of the second one off to the right yes. so you automatically get an indication that there's more for you to scroll through and as people get better at using it you can scroll it right there but you, I, have you noticed this yet, Dave? If you tap on the image, you it takes up your entire screen. Uh, yeah. And then you can scroll through with the panels taking up your full screen. And people are going to get used to that as time goes on. Uh, yeah. But so you got better image handling. And imagine my surprise. Chris Halbeck, longtime uh, Comic Lab listener, uh, a longtime friend of, of both of us says, oh, by the way, you can post a link. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Link in the bio, big deal. And he's like, no, 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 you can post a link. And I was so sure that he was pulling my leg. Uh, I, I, I posted immediately, like within 30 seconds, I had a post made up <laughs> and I said, oh, this from my comic, evil-inc.com. And imagine how thrilled I was when I hit the publish button and that word comes that that URL comes up in blue. It's clickable. It opens an in-app browser as you would expect, but it's, it's a, it's a link. It's the one thing we, that you and I wanted out of threads. When we heard Instagram was going to do this, it's the one thing we knew we weren't going to get that we actually got. And I was dancing out in the streets over that. It's the one thing it was the it's the great chagrin I always had with Instagram mm -hmm. is that you could have hundreds of thousands of followers, but you couldn't motivate them to go do anything because you couldn't link out. You yeah. were trapped in this walled garden of Instagram. So one of the reasons and we'll get back into this as well. One of the reasons why people creators included are so willing to sign over their yes. data being mined yes. is that this one key thing is what we've been asking for. Yeah for a social media app is just let us link out. People don't want to get stuck in the walled garden. We right. want to be able to access and refer to the wider web. So for me personally, in terms of the awareness of that, they're mining my health data, they're mining my social media, they're mining my personal data. Yep. They probably have my banking login for all I know. Of course. Uh, 
but just being able to have really good image presentation, really good um, uh, link out abilities without having to jump through all the hoops of, hey, you got to get to 10,000 followers first and then you can uh, link out like they do on Instagram, which is bullshit. Uh, anyway, the only other thing I could ask for, Brad, is the ability, personally, 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 yeah. is the ability to have a chronological feed with only the people that I follow. If I could just have that, it would be perfect. I don't think we'll ever get that, even though they're vaguely, the developers are vaguely promising that they're working on it, quote yeah, unquote, yeah. because you and I both know they sell more ads when it's an algorithmic feed than when it's chronological. They sell more ads when it's a slurry of people that you don't follow mixed in with a slurry of people that you do follow. Right. Bottom line, they sell more ads. And this is the devil's bargain that we all make is that yeah. we get this thing for free because we are the product and they're trying to sell us ads. Of course. Yeah. And and listen, this is this is exactly where all of this ends up. They built this huge thing. And <laughs> Dave and I have been saying this for since the beginning of the Twitter meltdown. OK, who's going to win? Who's going to come yeah. out on top of all this? And we've said it's going to be audience chasing creators and creators chasing audience as there's going to be a back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, because absolutely. The, the big creators, the influencers, the news sites, the politicians, the big fish, and, and also people uh, much lower down the la uh, ladder like Dave and I and your garden variety <laughs> web cartoonist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. All of those people want to go to a place where they can find the biggest audience. Social media isn't about connecting with three people. It's connecting with three million people, 300 million people. Right? You, you want as much of a broadcast as possible. That's social media. So all of the people who create content are looking for the biggest audience. Meanwhile, the audience is looking for creators. They, yes. It's very nice to hear your Aunt Martha Talk about, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to put peaches in jars uh, this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to preserve peaches. Fantastic. Uh, but the audience wants content that wants, you know, a a wonderful photography, comics, news, insights, things that celebrities say, influencer stuff, all that other stuff. They that's what they want. They want that steady stream of content. So. They're going to go to where the creators are. And as Dave and I said, these two things are going to chase each other. We saw him chase to Mastodon mm -hmm. for a while. Yep. We saw him chase to Blue Sky for a while. By the way, Mastodon, you got to feel sorry for Mastodon. First animal, I think, in history to go extinct twice. That's <laughs> that's that's going to hurt. <laughs> gonna oh, hurt. Zing. <laughs> but but but, you know, we, we all chase. But but here's the deal with threads opening up with. 35, 40 million users within 24 hours, that's going to break. Num they've got them both. They've got the audience and they've got the content creators all at the same time because content creators are going to where there's 35 million. Listen, after posting for 24 hours on threads and reaching the people that I reached, I opened up and I've been doing it right along because I wanted to be able to speak intelligently. I opened up my Mastodon account. I opened up my Blue Sky account. And I looked at the, uh, uh, the, the, the traction I was getting. I looked at the engagement in mm -hmm. single digits, double digits. And I looked at that. Not only that, but within the first 16 hours, I had more followers on threads 
than on either Mastodon or Blue Sky. And I've been doing those for months since and, and for, for Blue Sky weeks, right? I yeah. I already surpassed the number of followers uh, within 16 hours. I opened up those two other ones and I got ready to do posts because I've been doing posts right along so I right. could generate some buzz. And I I just shut I shut them back down because why am I doing this? Why am I bothering? These two things, as far as I'm concerned, Mastodon and Blue Sky, are and and it goes for co-host and Hive and Counter Social and all the other ones. At this point, unless they pull off something big, they're kind of dead in the water, don't you think? Yeah, it's it is. Uh, it I wouldn't count them out completely, but you, Brad described it perfectly that there's this dance between artists and audience, or rather, content creators and big heavy hitters, and the audience and where they go. And I, th- I honestly think that Instagram meta rather uh, rushed this out because Blue Sky, I think, was on the cusp of, frankly, a successful launch. Had they had they gone from invite only and built up their yes. servers to be more robust, yes. they had all the big names on Blue Sky, and so there they may yet it. be something to Blue Sky. But I think one of the one of the actual brilliant things that Meta did with this is they clearly rushed it and they yep. pushed it out. And, and Brad and I were talking about this before the show. They, they rushed it in order to get out before Blue Sky did their open call where the doors yep. flung open and everybody could jump on Blue Sky. And they also did it at this weird and stupid period where Musk was not paying his hosting bills for Google and so had to throttle us all back and then lie about why he was throttling it all back. And everybody was pissed about it, myself included, even though, frankly, I'm probably not going to read 600 tweets. I'm I'm not that bored in my life. But but what I'm getting at is they they timed it perfectly. They clearly have been working on this since he bought it. But I thought, like, uh, Brad, I mean, you were speaking to this better. Don't you think that they made a little extra rush in the last week, two weeks to say, like, we got to get out before Blue Sky and we got to get out while Musk is blowing it with this throttling? Yeah, because on on threads, I saw one of the threads developers saying, listen, we hear you. We know that this needs search. We know that it needs, you know, it it, it doesn't have a desktop uh, uh, access yet. Right. You can't. And for so they're going to need to do that, in my opinion, relatively quick, because that's that's going to bring in the social media managers and stuff like that. The, the right. big social media manager accounts are not going to be doing this on phones. They're going to be doing this on desktop where they can plan a whole bunch of stuff like you and I do on TweetDeck. We got to do an update on TweetDeck pretty soon. By the way, yeah. you saw that news. Yeah. Uh, but they're going to need something desktop oriented so that people can, you know, they, it's impossible to if you're a social media manager and let's say you've got 30 accounts, you can't do that on a phone. You just can't like, no. be, be honest with yourself. They're going to need a desktop. So she's like, we know we need all of these things. It's all happening. Trust us, she says, but it's not going to be fast. Right. So right. she's basically saying hey, if you read in between the lines. They rushed this out because the timing was too good to pass up. <laughs> Elon Musk was throttling. By the way, what happens if you throttle traffic uh, per user? You throttle advertising. So Musk uh, uh, left his advertisers unguarded and uh, threads came in and said, here, we got a place for you to go. And they, they, they're in the perfect position because if, if you're like Coca-Cola and you're doing a big ad buy, I'm sure 
uh, they're just using Instagram's uh, personnel for that. It's not like they've got to make this these accounts up and they've, they've already talking to an Instagram guy. The Instagram guy or the Instagram uh, person more likely says, oh, yeah, and here's threads. You can you can you can yes. pick out your next yes. six months on threads. Uh, we've got it all set up here. We got your account. We'll just we can push the button right now if you like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> so the timing was too good to pass up, most likely. And so they they rushed this thing out. So, yes, it's a little bit bare bones and there's a lot that it has left to be desired. But so much of what it offers already is what we wanted, which was basically Twitter. We wanted Twitter yeah. back. That's all we and, wanted. We just wanted it back. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so I'm so glad that you brought up advertising because in as much as there was a push for users in this unique moment in bef right before Blue Sky opens up to the public and, yeah. and right as Twitter is having this potentially disastrous moment of throttling. But being able to go to your existing advertisers with your existing ad managers um, yeah. on existing yes. ad server um, uh, uh, systems that you have globally cloud distributed that are known to be uh, very robust, right? You can handle Facebook, you can handle Instagram, you can handle the Super Bowl. Like they know how to do surge uh, 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 server hosting in the sense that they handle the Super Bowl, they handle the World Cup, they handle political elections all over the world uh, as, the, as the surge on Facebook and Instagram. So what what I'm getting at there is they have the infrastructure that Mastodon we've seen doesn't have because right. Jimmy in in southeastern Idaho is having to pay for his own server costs and can everybody right. chip in ten dollars and, oh, and, and Blue yes. Sky clearly can't do which is why they throttled it to only a million signups so far. Yeah. So uh, and by the way, Blue Mastodon is roughly one point seven as of this recording one point seven million. One point seven million. Blue Sky is at uh, just past a million, and yeah. again. Within 30 hours, uh, Threads is at 35, 40 million people. So what I'm getting at there is they not only had the the user interest in just wanting Twitter back, a version of Twitter back. They mm -hmm. not only had advertisers who were looking for a stable system that would have moderation, that had known trusted people that they could work with on a trusted server system that Meta has. Mm -hmm. um, but all of those three working together, it just was... Uh, <laughs> It was a match made in heaven for what needed to happen in terms of uh, what users wanted, what advertisers wanted and what Meta wanted out of it. Yeah, and it was so. It, it, and here's another thing. So if you've seen this, uh, you're seeing a lot of people making like predictions, dire predictions about threats. And by the way. I'm not a Threads cheerleader. I mean, no, I, I am I. happy. I'm happy about the links. Uh, but I, I'd love this to be anything other than a Facebook, uh, Instagram product because we know where this road leads. It's yeah. going to lead to pay to play. It's going to lead to very strict content moderation. We know where this goes. It also right? leads to election interference on a couple. I mean, oh, just think about yes. what Cambridge Analytica did to the Philippines or Malaysia's in, in elections or even the U.S. Yep. I mean, they've, they've had a history of bad actors working pretty successfully in their networks, you know, and no matter yeah. where your politics are, we can all agree on that. So this this is this is nothing to do with us being a cheerleader for threads. It's more again we we we've said this before pragmatism. You know, yeah. this is this is this is where the audience is going to be, so that's where we've got to be. But I've heard so many people uh including my son, my younger son Max who loves arguing about this stuff. He really gets into it, like the business stuff and the, yeah. and and all this and he we sat down at the dinner table last night. He loathes threads absolutely loads it 
hates it so much, despises it, and he's predicting its downfall. And I said, you cannot predict the downfall of, of a social media platform that had 30 million signups within its first day and counting. You cannot do that. He says, no, it's going to fail. And I'll tell you why. I said, OK, tell me. He says, because in my feeds, he says, I can't see who I'm following. I see a whole bunch of thing that the algorithm tells me that I want to see, but I don't necessarily see the people that I follow. And I hate that. And everybody I talk to hates that. I don't like that. And for that reason, it's going to fail. And I said, uh, what makes you think any of this has to do with what you like? This, none of this has to do with what you like. This has everything to do with what people in the mass, in the, in the macro view, thousands, millions of people, it's going to be what they use, accept, and normalize. Yeah, and yeah. yes, I don't like the fact that I've, I'm getting an algorithmically generated feed. I, I will say this, uh, you, having used TikTok for a while, I've got two feeds on TikTok, uh, the ones I follow and the for you. I can't remember the last time that I opened my followers. I just go through for you because it's great at showing me whatever I want to see. Right. It's, it knows my content to a T, you know, alligators attacking people. I get 10 of those a day. <laughs> I was going to say, though, the problem with any time an algorithmic feed, if I slow down at like, oh, look, it's a blue whale giving birth. And I'm like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm vaguely interested in seeing that once. And then for the next six weeks, I'm like, I'm done with the blue whales. I not, yeah. I don't like blue whales. Why am I seeing so damn many blue and whales? And then if you do see a blue whale, you got to speed up real quick. And so you don't, <laughs> yeah, you, you got to unlearn the algorithm. Yeah. But, but people are going to, so yes, to people like me, uh, yeah, I, I want, and, and my son Max wants to see the people he follows and just those people. I think the greater uh, populace they're not going to care so much. And, and if, if you don't believe me, prove it to yourself. Next time you're on the bus or on the subway or at the park or at the coffee shop, just watch somebody scrolling social media. Zip, 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 zip. They don't care what they're looking at. They don't they make their decisions of what they're going to slow down for in, in a fraction of a fraction of a nanosecond. They just are scrolling content. Doesn't matter what their content they followed, content they didn't follow. Is it is it, is it interesting? Is it is it interesting? Nope, nope, nope. Yes, nope, nope, nope. Yes. Watch somebody scroll social media sometime. You you learn volumes about yeah. what we're talking about here. Yeah. They don't care whether it's follow or not follow for you or not for you. They're just scrolling content and. For that reason, yeah, the algorithmic generated thing is going to bug you and me, but for your average garden variety user, they don't fucking care. Yeah. And and they might, like you said, Brad, do a version of what TikTok and others have done, which is a double feed where you can go sure. one stream, which is just the people you follow, and another one, which is sort of a discovery feed. And I'd actually be fine with that. That would be fine by yeah. me. But to your point, it's that you're arguing a version of what that, that line in Men in Black, that a person is smart but yeah. people are idiots, you know, and yes. and yes, on the macro level, I will agree with you. Yes, that's very true. But I will yeah. also say, because I want to jump back on this in terms of like Brad and I are not cheerleaders for threads in this no. moment. No. I, and again, I just want to reinforce, I am as shocked as anybody that Musk has somehow made Zuckerberg look like the OK and reasonable billionaire. Yeah. This. Like this yes. guy who wasted uh, untold billions on the metaverse and, and again, had a whole bunch of problems with a whole bunch of things. 
Um, and it's just in generally feels like an oily turd of a human. Um, yeah. But uh, what I'm getting at, though, is we're not being cheerleaders for this. We're just sort of saying no. we've picked our poison in yep. that. Look, you have one oligarch that runs Twitter, another oligarch that runs Meta. Which one do you want to go for? And in this moment, yeah. we're just saying, listen, the pragmatic approach is Twitter uh, uh, threads is giving us what we need uh, versus Twitter in this moment. Yeah. And listen, go, going back to that algorithmic uh, generated uh, feed. Yeah, I hate it, too. But you know what else happened uh, yesterday? I discovered about two dozen artists that I'd never heard of before. I, I, I did too. I discovered great six stuff. new artists that I started following. <laughs> and then I started following them because, oh, I never saw this person before. I never saw this before. I, I got exposed to wait, and I can only hope that maybe one or two people discovered Brad Geiger uh, the same way or yeah. discovered Dave Kellett the same way. Uh, more for the first than the latter, but, but it, it could go either way. <laughs> it could go either way. But... See what I'm saying, though? We discovered both of us had the same yeah. experience. We don't like this algorithmically generated thing either. But right. then again, it's not all bad. Yeah, it's it's in an I guess what we're saying is in an imperfect world, this is at least partially acceptable. It, and I, it's funny how badly Twitter beat me up emotionally in that I'm very willing to settle. You know, I'm yep. like, yes. have you ever had like when you're younger days, Brad, did you ever have a couple bad jobs in a row that when you got to just a reasonable job, you're like, all right, I'm going to stay with this job for a year or two, because at least it's yeah. not the past two that I've had, you know? Yeah. And that's a little bit how I feel with threads is I, again, not cheerleading for it, but it's acceptable and I can work with it and it has the audience and it's going to have a bigger audience. Uh, it has the features that I need and fingers crossed is going to have slightly better features in the next six to 12 months. Um, and I can work with it. That's what I'm getting at here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all we, that's all we were asking. And there are some things, like we said, that make this pretty cool, especially for comics artists, <laughs> especially for us makes it pretty cool. So I, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 my, my numbers are steadily rising as more and more and more people sign up. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I'm going to have to, um, it, it, did I like the fact that Twitter was a little looser in content moderation? Absolutely. Am I going to have to adjust my outreach, especially doing an NSFW comic? Certainly. Right. But, uh, gee whiz, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. If I, if I can reach people, I can figure out how to reach people. That's on me. My messaging is on me. Uh, getting people, uh, getting butts in seats. That's threads. And they're doing their job. Well, let me ask you this, because we haven't talked about this. And I, I'll, I'll be honest, since I do Sheldon family friendly stuff and drive is vaguely PG, PG 13. I actually was not aware that Instagram uh, throttles NSFW a little bit. Can you talk oh, a little bit yeah. about what they're because I'm assuming their existing policies are going to extend to threads. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about what that is? Oh, well, I, I, yeah. And and basically uh, somebody somebody uh, tweeted yesterday. Uh, well, I got shadow banned already for saying boobs. And she and she posted the thread post that she had said. Basically, her question was, can we post boobs? And then she showed where the content moderation team flagged it immediately and then hid that and then hid any replies she had to uh, an, another tweet. Like she was, she was shadow banned at that point. If if I'm understanding this, and you know, they, I take that with a grain of salt. It's all uh, anecdotal anyway, right? But what we can tell 
from this and other stories I've seen. And I feel I also follow a lot of sex therapists and sex positive, uh, you know, like Eric, our friend Erica Moen. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what sex educators are concerned about is they're like, listen, we've already been on Instagram and it's it's draconian. And even if you're a, a sex worker saying, hey, here's some safe ways that you can do this thing. Right. Here's here's how to do it safely. Here's what to avoid. That kind of information gets throttled because it's about sex. Right. 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 And they're monitoring that stuff uh, to a huge degree. So like sex educators and 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 sex advocates are very, up, uh, very up in arms and very worried about this because this really, again, looks like it's going to be the next thing. And uh, given what we already know about how Instagram and Facebook treats those things, it's going to be harder and harder to get uh, not only somebody doing something dopey like me, but somebody who who's out there trying to do something useful, like like a, like an educator. Right, uh, right. Trying to get that information out is going to be a lot more difficult. Because my assumption, Brad, and I know nothing uh, more than passingly about ad sales is yeah. that if they've gone to their existing advertisers with a certain approach with Instagram, my yep. guess, my strong, strong guess is that they're going to repeat the same thing on threads so that they can go to the same advertisers and say yeah. all the moderation that you're used to for Dove yep. Soap is going to be the same on threads as it is on Instagram. So you don't have to worry about your ad being next to something that's not all ages or not family friendly right. or something, you right. know, so. Again, I'm not an ad sales. I've, I've only passingly ever had to deal with ad sales when I worked at a newspaper kind of thing. But that seems to be how I would handle it if I was a corporation of meta sizes. I would say, look, all our existing policies, every advertisement that you've ever placed on Instagram, you can place it with the same surety on threads. Don't you think that that's how they would do it? Oh, absolutely. It would be the only way to do it. Let's face it, because yeah. right now they want they've got to make the biggest hit they possibly can. And that make because right now the game is stealing any of Twitter's remaining advertisers away from them. Yeah. And I and we just finished at this point in time, finished up the second quarter. We're at the beginning of Q3. So I don't think for a minute that that doesn't factor into that because you've got people uh, planning out the next quarter and Christmas <laughs> Q4 is yeah. right around the corner. Yeah. So uh, and, and Christmas and the other winter holidays all wrapped up there, a uh, big ad buying. So, yeah, they're going to be as conservative as possible as to cast the widest net, get the most advertisers in because their job in the next few months is to slam the door on Twitter and everybody else. And 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 that, again, is not particularly good news because that means that uh, Meta owns social media. Facebook, Instagram and threads will be for all intents and purpose. The only one that they don't have is TikTok and what Snapchat. I Snapchat, don't know who owns yeah. Snapchat. Yeah. Uh, and then the list gets precipitously uh, lower right after yeah. that. So uh, Meta is going to own, for all intents and purposes, uh, uh, social media, uh, except in the EU, where, of course, Threads is not available in the EU because of existing uh, laws that are pre preventing it from being uh, uh, offered there, right? Pri privacy laws. And, yeah. and, and honestly... 
if, if you've been online for anything more than five minutes, you a little bit trust more the EU and California when it comes to yes. regulating the internet than, than yes. say your average federal decision from the US because they're yeah. just better at, at, at user rights. And uh, so it is not blindly that I note that the EU is not letting threads launch in its current right. uh, data grab. Um, and so we'll see how that plays out because that does, Brad, take away, depending on who you are, four to 10% of your audience if you yes. can't appeal to the EU. Um, and, and I think it's also not available in Australia, which for me would be about two to 3% of my audience. Yeah. I don't know yep. about New Zealand. That would be another one to 2% of my audience. Um, did it launch in Canada, Brad, by the way? Uh, I didn't hear that it didn't. Uh, but I, but, but I'm, I don't know that that's confirmation or not. Like I haven't yeah. heard anything to the contrary. But anyway, to, it's 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 been to the users and the consumers benefit in the last five to six years, how the EU has regulated both some mergers and and the Internet. And so we'll see how this potentially benefits us if the EU forces threads to uh, to bring down some of their data grab that they have, because it is a little egregious. I don't know why they would want my health data on threads. Is it helpful to them to know that Dave Kellett lost a pound, gained two pounds, lost a pound, gained three pounds, <laughs> lost a pound, gained four pounds? I mean, is that yeah. is that helpful to threads? Uh, it, well, maybe because then they can advertise you weight loss supplements or, you know, jogging pants or yeah. whatever. You yeah, know? good luck selling me jogging pants. But yes, I see. I take your meeting. Yes. Uh, I mean, the thing is, too, is that uh, the, the Germans have this wonderful word. This is completely separate from everything else. But the Germans have yeah. this wonderful word called Schadenfreude. <laughs> I knew that it, was it, coming up. It basically means joy or satisfaction from someone else's pain. Uh, and I have to tell you, and it, it, I can't be the only one that is feeling no. Schadenfreude that Musk is basically burned now because it's, it's now official. He's basically burned $45 billion that he borrowed to yeah. buy out Twitter. And I, I, I feel a certain contentment, a certain justice in the universe that he is now going to be failing pretty surely with this now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the writing's on the wall, uh, you know, and then, and then it comes down to can he file for bankruptcy and all that, which we're going to see play out. But but he's it's pretty much it's it's at this point, knowing what we know uh, and, and being able to see what we can see right now, it looks very much like Twitter is on the ropes and Twitter is is just. Uh, uh, circling the bowl, as they say, and uh, and 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 we're going to end up with a meta-owned social media landscape, and uh, I don't think anybody thinks that's great, uh, but it's going to be one more thing for us as creative people to learn and adapt to. Yeah, and so I think uh, putting a bow on this, we will absolutely continue to talk about this in the months ahead. Uh, because there's going to be changes and updates to the system, because you can bet your bippy that Meta, because of the success of this launch, just moved 100, 200 engineers over to oh, work yeah. on threads. Now they have the weight behind the launch. They're absolutely going to put more people hours, more engineer, more developer hours on threads yeah. immediately to scale yep. that up. So uh, we will absolutely be talking about this more in the show. But so far in the first week, not the worst news that a cartoonist could have received working online. Hey, if you're listening while you work, take a minute to stand and stretch. 
And while you're doing that, we're going to tell you why you should join us on Patreon. When you do, you're going to get hours and hours of podcasts that we've recorded just for backers. And exclusive Patreon posts that go even deeper on Comic Lab topics. And access to our exclusive Discord server, which is a thriving community of professional cartoonists. So you can support the show you love and get tons of actionable resources for your own cartooning. And listen, if you can't swing a pledge this month, we get it. No worries. Yeah, yeah, listen, you can still support the show by rating us wherever you get your podcasts. Just leave a five-star review and a few kind words. That, along with mentions on social media, is incredibly helpful. Now, everybody, let's talk comics. Dave, I've got a great news for you. This show is being brought to all of our listeners by our good friends over at drivethroughcomics.com. This is a site that I've been using for years for as a digital marketplace for my ebooks and my e-comics and I couldn't be more thrilled with them. Uh, it, it, you've got to you've got to spell it right. It's drive through spelled T H R U and then comics, drivethroughcomics.com. And like I said, I, I, I get a lot of great uh, usefulness out of that. I get a lot of sales every month out of using drive through And uh, I'm thrilled that they're sponsoring today's show. Yeah, and one of the reasons why drive through Comics is so great for a web cartoonist a business is that one of the greatest things that we, we talk about is generating passive income that can be easily recurring month to month. So, for yeah. example, Brad puts up an, e an Evil Link ebook on drive through Comics. It sells it sells a couple copies right away. But here's the mm -hmm. key thing. Without any additional effort, he's still selling on drive through comics next week, next month, next quarter, next year. And it's yep. all quiet, passive income for something that's sitting on a server and making Brad income. So we can't recommend that enough that kind of uh, income that you can get through drive through comics dot com. Absolutely. And they just had a site redesign. And what they're asking is for folks like you and me, if the working cartoonists uh, and, and the people in our audience to go to preview.drivethroughcomics.com and give them feedback as they work on the new layout and features. First thing you're going to notice about the the uh, existing drivethroughcomics.com is it's a little bit dated and they and they know that right it, it works it does what it's supposed to do but it was in need of a little sprucing up and you can see that sprucing happening at preview.drivethroughcomics.com and they want you to uh take a look at that and tell them hey this is what I, as someone who makes and sells comics, this is what I need this site to be. It's a great opportunity for you to have your voice heard and what you can do. And I'll have all of this in the show notes. You can uh, fill out a publisher form to give them this information. Uh, and I'll have the link for you there. And they've also got a bunch of information if you're interested in publishing on drive-thru, like uh, guides for creating and publishing digital prints, information on setting up a publisher account. Uh, they even have something that they uh, help out with crowdfunding fulfillment, if you're interested in that. I'll have links to all of that stuff in the show notes. But, uh, but in the meantime, we want you to go over, check out that new site, tell them what they can do to make it even better. And, uh, and also, if you're not doing it already, consider putting a few things up on uh, drivethroughcomics.com 
you're you're going to be happily surprised by the results. Yeah, and a reminder that Brad is already finding success with it on on drivethroughcomics.com. But if you go over to preview.drivethroughcomics.com, you'll see that they've already updated their checkout flow to be a much a simpler process for yep. readers to jump right in, and so they can make their purchases really quickly, really easily. Oh, and I'll even throw a little pro tip in for you because I kind of rediscovered this: don't sleep on the banner ads. I know that sounds bizarre. <laughs> I know that sounds dumb. But uh, so they've got a system that the more you publish there, you earn these publisher points, PPP, publisher by principal publisher points or some odd thing. Anyway, the more points you got, the more ad space you can buy, quote unquote, because uh, there's no money involved. Uh, you can exchange these publisher points for ads, right? So you design a banner ad and you it's all you can very easily link it up to your existing uh, comics. Uh, I, I've been I, I haven't been using. So I've got an obscene number of publisher points. So I just started putting up an ad or two for my different books. Oh, my God. The, the amount of sales that it generated uh, was jaw dropping for me. So and it's one of those things that I literally ignored for years. Don't sleep on the banners. They're actually very, very useful. They're very, very effective. And as you add publisher points, you should be putting your banners into the rotation. That's brilliant. And I'd love to see the the energy and the excitement that you had when you could share that. So do jump over right now. Drive through comics.com. That's T-H-R-U comics.com drive through comics.com and you can don't forget check out preview.drivethroughcomics.com to see the new even easier to use website all right now i also wanted to jump us in brad with an update that i've experienced this week uh and i wanted to, to share it with everyone now patreon has instituted free trials and yeah. the reason i want to mention that is um brad had some hesitation this is one of those moments where brad, daddy and mommy fought a little bit where brad had yeah. some hesitation that people might take advantage of a free trial to scrape or to jump in for in what felt to Brad like an unjust way of having access to the site and not yeah. without reason. Brad has had people scrape his site uh, um, programmatically before. Yeah. And also just in general, he's had people jump in and then jump out back before he did charge up front. So yeah. it's not without reason that Brad had hesitation on trying out the free trial system on Patreon. But I yeah. wanted to give everybody an update. I had it running on Sheldon for about nine or 10 days and then uh, set it up for Drive. And I just wanted to give everybody the results of this because I think this is really instructive and really helpful for all of us. So I set it up on Sheldon, as I said, about nine or 10 days ago. So far, I have had 10 people jump in for the free trial. Now, when they do, they're entering their credit card, they're entering their information. It's all the stuff is ready to go. It's just not charging them. It's saying, look, you've got mm -hmm. seven days, which is what I chose. Always yeah. go with the, the shortest amount of time. You've got seven yeah. days to have free access to the Sheldon Patreon. You can get everything you want and, and we're not charging you. Out of those 10, Brad, I had one person say no thank you at the end of it and nine jump in on being some of them being really well-paying patrons. So yeah, granted, these are early numbers. Uh, granted, there's other conditions that can be looked at in terms of like time and, and experience and how the how long they'll stay. We don't know that yet. But having seen the results on Sheldon, I turned it on on the Sheldon Patreon. And within two hours of just turning it on, I had two people sign up for the free trial on Drive. So 
again, all of the a little bit. This is extrapolating from from three bits of data, so it's not hugely helpful. But since it's so new, and since I'm genuinely excited about it, I just wanted to share this that I think there is some legs here in terms yeah. of free trials on Patreon. Well, and and I got to admit, after our conversation, because you and I have talked about this off air as well, and uh, I, it wasn't until I kind of talked this all the way through with you that I, I came to a like my own aha moment. So let's go back. The, uh, uh, you mentioned charge up front. I resisted installing charge up front, which, by the way, all not safe for work folks immediately adopted charge up front. Immediately they did. I didn't until September of last year. Yeah. I went back and, and checked. Yeah. I didn't, it took me until September of last year. And do you remember, and we talked about this on the show. Do you remember why I didn't want to do charge up front? I don't. I, I remember the anxiety. I don't remember the reason behind the anxiety. It literally was, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Oh, because yes. Because yeah. what was at that point, nobody was really abusing the system. Right. I, as I wasn't using because what would happen was when people would sign up, I would send them an email in my welcome note would be, OK, here's the deal. <laughs> you know, you can leave before you get charged at the end of the month. But if you do, I'm going to block you and you won't be able to do it again. That's that's the that's the terms. <laughs> you know, if, 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 if you if, if you got into this situation and, and you weren't prepared for that, let me know and we'll we'll work something out. But. Here's the deal. You came in and you're kind of expected to stay through the end of the month. If there's a problem with that, let me know so we can handle it early. Right. Which, by the way, is not great onboarding language. No. Right. All right. You're here. Now, let me tell you what the rules are. Right. Yeah, Brad exactly. always tells you this is a party. You got to welcome them to a party. Right. So I uh, but but we talked about this and I said, hey, people really aren't. uh aren't abusing the system and yeah. very few, like very few times I'm trying to think if ever did somebody say, Oh, I didn't realize that I want out. Right. Cause I always said, Hey, if this is a situation, let me know. We'll, we'll just, we'll work it out. Don't no, yeah. no harm, no foul. So nobody ever said, Oh no, this is, this isn't what I wanted to get into. Uh, it was it, it, the upshot here. And it wasn't until I heard myself say it out loud Nobody abused the system. That's why I didn't want to do charge up front. Nobody abused the system. Well, what is that? If, if, if you come in on July 5th and you don't have to pay until August 1st, what is that? It's a free trial. Yeah. I've been doing free trials. Yes. <laughs> way yeah. before it was popular. Yeah. I, but, and, and, and actually, uh, since charge is changing this charge up front, my business has suffered a little bit, not because of charge up front, but because my messaging didn't change along with it. Oh. At least that's <laughs> Dave. That's what I hope it is. <laughs> either that, either that, or I'm heading for a big fall here. But uh, like, I, I, I my messaging had been the same since when did I start this? 2015. Almost 10 years of the same messaging. Yeah. And when I charged changed to, to charge up front, my messaging didn't change because it was it was right. habitual. It right. was it was like a reflex. And so uh I got for the last several months, I got kind of uh bounced around by the churn. I wasn't re re uh, uh replacing people with uh, uh with people who were, you know, I, I wasn't replacing the people who were left in great enough numbers. So 
uh, I've been really kind of trying to readjust how I'm doing things mm-hmm. and, and get that all uh, back pointed in the right direction. Uh, but I'll tell you this, along with everything else that I'm, I'm doing this month, uh, in August, I'm going to be very tempted to try the free trial for the simple reason that uh, I've already been doing free trials and they worked out just fine. Yeah. Well, I I want to stand up and defend my friend in this regard um, because I see I also see a little element of myself and all of us in you in this moment in that um, when we first started talking about free trial and you had hesitation and we first started talking about charger front, you had hesitation. Uh, A part of it is if it ain't broke, why fix it? But a part of it is also just the anxiety of keep in mind the way we structure our businesses we have ultimate freedom. Brad and I run and control our own. There's no editor telling us what to do. Right. There's no publisher saying you should do this. You shouldn't do that. But maintaining a tiny element of fear or fear is not the right word. Anxiety about our business decisions is healthy. It's a healthy way to go through life. And so part of the reason why you want to have friends in your life is so that I can check in with Brad and say like, hey, am I doing it right? If I if I do this, does this seem right? Yeah. Like I just want to check in, you know, yeah. so. I, what I'm saying is it's totally healthy that Brad would be like, I don't know about this free trial. This seems like this is giving away the the cow when they when I or to give away the milk when I'm trying to get them to buy the cow, you know, that kind of right. thing. And so I, I just want to say I get it because we are owning and controlling our own business, but it also requires a certain amount of anxiety about am I making the right decision in this moment? Yeah. Which is why all all being said, it's all it's why we feel like sharing data as podcast hosts and also as cartoonists is the best way to do this because again for me to succeed doesn't require you to fail and vice versa so why not tell you that in this instance i took the bullet for the team and i tried free trials and hey what gang guess what it seems to be working so in my own friendship i'm trying to tell you you might want to try it out uh because and and by the way Brad has done things that I've I've tentatively watched him try at first. I'll yep. give you an example, like when he integrated the API into his websites. Yep. And I was like, I don't know about that. That seems like an awful lot of work and money to make that. Sure enough, bang, what a difference it made for his business and eventually for mine. What I'm saying is this is part of keeping our head on a swivel is allowing friends and fellow peers and pros to take certain risks and then checking in with them. Hey, how's that working yeah. with you? How's that going? Because it is a little fearful and anxiety inducing to make certain business decisions. It happens to myself as well. Um, but in this case, I think free trial yeah. and charge up front are both things we could recommend. And a little pro tip along those lines, get yourself a friend like Dave Kellett, because speaking of all of these things, the other thing that I did just recently was switch to subscription billing. Right. Where you now, if somebody signs up for my Patreon, they don't oh, just get oh, paid. Yeah. They don't Are you going to tell them about the phone call? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was so great. So so I've been doing traditional billing since the beginning and they come out with subscription billing. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Not going to touch it for not not going to do that. Or if they broke, don't fix it. And Dave goes, listen, this is what people expect. They don't expect to sign up on the 25th of the month and then face getting billed on the 25th and then the first of the next month. They, that's a, that's a losing bet for them, right? They, every other thing they sign up for Netflix, Hulu, HBO. Yep. Yeah. They they get, they get, they pay today and then they pay, get paid, billed again on 30 days after that day. And by the way, uh, that helps them. Like I, my kids just wanted me to sign up for Crunchyroll, which was an animations uh, anime streaming service. 
And I said, okay, but on the, we got to do it on the fifth of the month, because then I know my Patreon money hits. I'm not going to notice a, that little bit of money coming out on the fifth of the month. But if it's on the 29th of the month, I <laughs> yeah. might notice I mean, you're that. not wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So it's like I can control when that subscription money is going to hit. Yeah. Well, it, it makes it sense for me to do that on the fifth and, and not on the 25th. So uh, that's what my patrons want, too. But now, see, that's the other thing. Having been doing this for almost what it's been almost 20, it's almost 10 years I've been on Patreon now I've got to get that messaging out. Hey, we've switched to subscription billing. Uh, but, but but before we can even get to this, listen to Dave. So I go, Dave, listen, I, I need your help. I go, here's my situation. I know I've got to switch to subscription billing. But what <laughs> I want you to do over the next several days, over the next week or so, just bring it up once or twice and, and just say, hey, have you done that yet? Have you, and, and I said, by the end of the month, I will have switched, but I just need you to kind of needle me a little bit. I just need that push. So if you wouldn't mind over the next month, he goes, do it now. I go, no, over the next, he goes, do it now. Do it right now. Do you have Patreon open? Do it now. Hit the button. It's one button. You're going to hit the button. You know, you want to do it, do it now. What are you waiting for? Do it right now. And I said, <laughs> no, I don't want to do it right now. He says, what is it going to be a different option? If you do it in five minutes, if you do it in two days, do it right now. He goes, why are we pussyfooting around here? Hit the button. Just hit the button. That's all right. Okay. 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 And I hit the button. I said, there, it's done. He says, don't you feel better? I said, yes. <laughs> so find yourself a friend who knows that sometimes when you ask a friend for a little push what you need is a big push <laughs> and i really in, in all friendship i appreciated that because that's not what i really needed to do i didn't I, I there was no reason to wait uh there's no reason there's no reason to keep it the old way other than inertia uh, so thank you for that. I, I, what I'm trying to say is thank you. I appreciate that. Well, that was from the parenting method of pulling off a bandaid is what that was. You know, the kid wants yes. to go super slow and gently easing every corner oh. of the bandaid off. And the, the wise parent goes, yeah, you were ripping that yep. thing off and now we're done. <laughs> See, it's not good to have that off. Um, so yeah, I, it's, uh, and again, I've had just, again, speaking for my friend, I've had moments like that where Brad for years was trying to remind me like listen don't go to certain comic cons these are not worth it for you yeah and eventually he was like stop it no you're not going to to you know spx anymore no you're not going to tcaf anymore the money's just not worth it i was like you know right. what yes you're right so yes get yourself a friend like brad geiger that will talk you out of business decisions <laughs> that need to be uh, talked out of that's a, that's an important point Absolutely. So, Dave, I talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show. We should probably mention it in an update right here. And that is TweetDeck. It's yes. something that you and I both use. We both love. And of course, it's one thing that we'd love to see uh, uh, duplicated in in threads. Uh, there's kind of a version for Facebook and Instagram. If you've got a business account at business.facebook.com, you can use a system to schedule your posts. The interface is god awful and, and very <laughs> frustrating. But TweetDeck always worked perfectly. And I was I like TweetDeck because although I, I, I was able, never able to see solid numbers on this, I was always a little bit concerned with using uh, software like Later or Hootsuite. And again, nothing solid that I could point to, no data. I was always a little bit worried that that Twitter or any of those other social media sites were throttling third party posts because yeah, they wanted you yeah. on the site. It was just right. kind of a logical thing, right? 
And again, it was maybe it was all in my head. I don't know. But TweetDeck being part of Twitter assuaged that fear and was a very, very useful uh, way not only to schedule my tweets, but a, a way to see all of my different feeds. I could mm-hmm, do a search mm-hmm. for Geiger. So if somebody said my name somewhere, I could see it, right? Because I'm I'm paranoid that way. Somebody's talking about me. I want to know it. Nobody ever talks about me. All I saw was people mistyping and misspelling the word guitar. Hey, I'm taking Geiger <laughs> lessons. And it pops up. Oh, great. Still nobody's talking about me. But I could put in Comic Lab. So if we were getting very nice com- uh, comments about Comic Lab sure. with the space and without, I did it both ways. It was a great way for me to monitor Twitter. Yeah. And it was in Twitter. It wasn't a third party. So it should come as a surprise to no one that as Elon Musk is literally searching through the sofa cushions at Twitter for spare change to try and make this venture of his work, that TweetDeck is going to go subscription only. Yeah. You're going to need a tweet. I think uh, today is early July. I think as early as August, you're going to need a Twitter blue account to use TweetDeck. Yeah, it's uh, it's a shame because uh, TweetDeck also, for me, made the user experience, the reading experience, never mind the creator experience, but the reading experience of Twitter so manageable in that yeah. for a good six to seven years, I don't know that I saw an ad, Brad. I yeah. never logged into Twitter.com. I would use TweetDeck yes. exclusively. And listen, that's to their own detriment that I that I was basically going ad free for six years. But uh, but. I like to think that I was giving Twitter my own value in terms of constantly posting day after day after day with with content and comics and, and you know, images that that expanded their user base. Anyway, what I'm getting at, though, is that, yeah, it's he really is at this point uh, searching through the, uh, the the couch cushions. What a great metaphor for that. Yeah. So will I will Dave Kellett be paying for TweetDeck? No. No. It, in no. fact, is Dave Kellett rapidly uh, drawing down probably on my involvement for Twitter? Kind of. I'll stay with there as long as I sense that there's still value in the, uh, by the way, increasingly decreasing uh, user uh, account that I have for for followers. Yeah. Uh, I'll stay there as long as I, I sense that I can still reach them, but I'm probably not going to use it as much in going forward. Brad, how about you? Are you going to be subscribing to TweetDeck? Uh, no, hell no. Hell no. I, I, it'll, it'll just mean that I post less. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and I'm not going to because if I can't if I can't schedule posts, uh, it's just going to fall off my radar, most likely. Uh, because right now I can I can do all my social media in one sitting, basically. And now if I've got to sit there and, and think about it at a certain time during a certain day, it's probably just not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's and that is what it is. I mean, it, you know, it, it, you can't do it. You can't. Uh, I can only do so much. Most of us are, are one person or two person operations at best. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can't expect that much for yourself. I got a, I got a ancillary question for you. A new cartoon is just starting out. They they're wondering where they need to start building their social media. Do you tell them to even bother building on Twitter at this point, knowing what we know as of today? No, I would not. No, no. Uh, unless unless Twitter goes through a bankruptcy and gets new owners. I don't know that I would advise anyone to start building on Twitter in the same way that you wouldn't say to a construction guy, hey, that house is over there that's on fire. That seems like a great place to put a roof on, you know? Um, You kind of wait until the damage is done. And then once a rebuilding process is over, then you start building. And I don't know that I would advise any cartoonist, young, old, established, new, 
to to start building an audience if they're not like the only reason i'm still on twitter is because i have an audience of i don't even know nine thousand or so if if they didn't exist and i wasn't there i would never start there today no how about you same thing same thing i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't tell somebody starting out to waste any time on twitter at this point uh I, I, the other things still apply, you know, the other uh, uh, things that we talk about on Comic Lab, I would be encouraging a website, I would be encouraging email newsletters, I would be encouraging mirroring my comic on different platforms, if my comic fit that platform, like, I would consider mirroring on webtoons, if once I read the terms of service, and if I'm comfortable with that, which I kind of decided I wasn't, so I, t- <laughs> I, I, I dipped out of that. But like if you're comfortable with the terms of service on a particular platform and if you and if your stuff fits that, I, I've seen so many people try to put stuff on Webtoons that clearly isn't what Webtoons is looking for or what right. their audience is looking for. And it's like, nah, you're not going to you're not going to do well there. It, it's just not what uh, what 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 flavor that audience is looking for. Uh, but mirror on a platform. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. But. Uh, if I honest to goodness, I would I would really be talking about uh, uh, getting that website up and going and uh, and 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 starting on any number of social media uh, with an emphasis at this point towards threads and Instagram uh, and 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 any others that you think you can do well. Like if you think you can make TikTok work, if you think you can make any of those others work uh uh logically uh then do that but it's it's i I gotta be honest with you this would be a dicey time to come in as a new cartoonist with social media in upheaval it would it would be it's it's either a tremendous opportunity or a detriment and i haven't decided which one it is yet yeah it's uh it's i had the same thought last night as i was falling asleep that if you're if you're young and in your 20s or and or you have a lot of time there is actually an opportunity to get in yeah. early on certain social media feeds. Uh, not a huge one, but you know, like time and effort and a lot of um, uh, conversational back and forth uh, that only a 20 year old has time for. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes, not always, but sometimes that can be of benefit as a new and nascent social media gets, gets, uh, gets its yeah. footing. But anyway, so yeah, I would not advise uh, putting time or effort into Twitter let musk burn through uh fidelity and the qatari and the saudi arabian prince Alouid's money and because they've all lost it at this point they're gonna get they're gonna get pennies on the dollar when that thing goes through bankruptcy so let it fail and then potentially when the ashes are are uh phoenix like risen back up out of bankruptcy court maybe start posting to twitter after that absolutely now let's go from phoenix to new jersey uh, and in fact, Jersey City, New Jersey, where Dave and I are going to be September 6th through the 8th at the National Cartoonist Society uh, annual convention. We're going to be doing a live show there. And uh, we, we, they, we, we're kind of tickled about it. We're really looking forward to it. Uh, and, and we're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, and we're especially excited because uh, Sarah Anderson of Sarah Scribbles, who we have all the respect for in the world for what she's yeah. been able to do with her work and her career. She's going to be joining us on the podcast and on stage there. And Jason Chatfield, who is the uh, NCS president, is also an incredible cartoonist in his own right. Yeah. He's going to be joining us uh, as well. So we're really looking forward to the show. So if you are happen to be going to the Ruben Weekend at uh, uh, on September 6th through the 8th, we are on the Friday uh, podcast slot. Uh, so keep yeah. an eye out for us. And of course, 
we'll we'll be sharing that show with you uh, on the old uh, RSS feeds here. But if you are in Jersey and you're going out to the Rubens, do join us that Friday, September 8th uh, for the live NCS show. Absolutely. And Dave, we made the cover. Did you see that? The great Ed Steckley caricatured us for the cover of the program. I can see you smiling. you're beatifically on the cover and, and me looking like I'm cheating off of you during an exam, staring over your shoulder. I, I'm not sure what I'm doing there. I, but I, I think, think you look fantastic. I, I, it's funny with caricature <laughs> that one always like hesitates on judging your own face in a caricature. Yeah. But I look at you and I'm like, well, Ed did a beautiful job capturing Brad. I'm sure you're doing yeah. the reverse, you know? Yeah. It's, 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 it's like, yeah, I thought he did a great job on you. And I'm like, nah. Me, I, I guess he got close. <laughs> Everybody else, I thought, oh, look at how well he did Sarah. Look at this, how, how he picked up this guy's face. And, and then it's me. It's like, no, he did okay. He did okay. <laughs> it is fun, though, to be caricatured by one of the yes. best caricaturists alive. Oh, my God. And Ed really is one of the best. Oh, yeah. A huge shout out and a thank you to Ed Steckley for the honor of caricaturing us for the NCS uh, flyer there and the cover there that is that is a dang delight I'm, i might even put that one up in my studio that is that is dang delight and on that note i get to tell you that you've been listening to comic lab the show about making comics and making a living from comics your hosts have been my friend who not only caricatures well he talks his way out of any situation with the most melodious <laughs> voice i've ever heard my friend brad geiger the editor of webcomics.com and the creator of evil inc at evilcomic.com and my friend who's really good at impromptu speaking, Dave Kellett, the co-director of the comics documentary strip and the cartoonist of Sheldon at SheldonComics.com and Drive at DriveComic.com. And the Comic Lab theme song is used with permission from Andy Creighton at theworldrecord.net. And the insults from Brad come free, so I'll mention that. Uh, and this episode was edited by Matt Woodard of Woodsong Productions over at www.woodsong.media. If you love Comic Lab, you can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, and you may hear your review featured on a future episode. And don't forget to give us a five-star review on Spotify, where we are burning up the podcast chart. And Comic Lab is made possible by your support at patreon.com slash comic lab. So I'm going to give you a sincere thank you and an appeal to join us over at patreon.com slash comic lab because... Not only do you get the the shows early on the RSS feed, not only do you get the amazing uh, Discord community on Patreon, but you get the direct interaction with Brad and I on the Discord for questions, problems, solutions, tips, and tricks. It's really, it's quite a place. So do join us over at patreon.com slash comic lab. I mean, the worst case, Brad, is is uh, I just lean over and I go, Mr. Nimoy, I know this is a bad time, but could I? And it's just a Vulcan death pinch across the <laughs> urinal. Just plump. I'm just on the floor. On your shoulder, right? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. That got me. Oh.